This is a HeadGum Podcast. The discussions on Robot Congress are for entertainment purposes and to help correct random people on the internet. Any law discussed is general commentary only and not to be taken as legal advice. Specific facts will always alter the case. Have a problem? Hit the gym and lawyer up. Hello and welcome to Robot Congress. I am Ryan Morrison, joined by, do I have your permission to say your names? Yeah, but you gotta pay me 50 bucks. Allie? <laughs> per episode. 50 Allie. bucks? Uh, yeah, I just want a cookie. And you both shall have your wish. Allie, a cookie cometh your way. <laughs> Austin, $50, which I will expect back shortly. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is about likeness rights privacy, and whether or not you can use other people's names, likeness, image to sell your product. Whether you want to put a character that may or may not be Lindsay Lohan in your video game, whether you want to make an (laughs) app surrounding the likeness of Selena Gomez, or whether you want to sell your TVs by creating a robot version of a beloved game show host, you will leave this episode knowing what you can and cannot do. The right of publicity is a, a legal action that you're granted to, that is designed to protect the names and likeness of celebrities or anybody else who's well-known and recognizable against the unauthorized exploitation for commercial purposes. The right of publicity was the term that was first coined in 1953 in a lawsuit that recognized a baseball player's interest in his photograph on a baseball card. Basically, bubblegum used to come with a baseball card all the time. You would always get one. And some gum companies realized, hey, why am I paying these players? I can just put their picture in here and not ask permission. Well, it turns out you can't. Genius. <laughs> yeah, the, the appeals court judge said absolutely not. And he coined the term, as Ali said, the right of publicity. Now, the reason he came up with this term is because prior to this case, the only way you had to litigate someone stealing your likeness was through privacy lawsuits. And the right of publicity is very different nowadays than the right of privacy, but only in some states. And that's why this gets so complicated. Ali and I are that the right to publicity exists and the right to privacy no longer exists. Is that right? Couldn't be more wrong, and I, I appreciate that because if I, if I made it sound that way, <laughs> please remove that sentence from your brains. The right of publicity and the right of privacy are two very existing things, and some states only have one or the other. Some states have both, but it's very important to realize that your likeness rights, your privacy rights, the, the things surrounding what makes you you are very rarely federal law. It's very common that these are state actions and state issues when these things become an issue, which makes it both difficult and rewarding to be the person stolen from. Because A, if it is, let's say, a a video game sold throughout the world, you can kind of sue the company wherever you want because they've done commerce in all those different areas and opened themselves up to lawsuits. Vice versa, it's hard to maybe get enforcement or police this action in all 50 states or internationally since you have to bring so many different actions and each area has such different laws so you need to hire 60 different lawyers for 40 different states exactly exactly i mean it it genuinely turns into that sometimes and that's why this is a going to be a, a not confusing episode although it can easily get into that if we get deep into the weeds 
What the goal of this episode, though, is to talk about three. The goal of this episode, though, is to talk about two very famous lawsuits. The first one is is a lawsuit that every law student learns. It is the the case that defines the right of privacy in the Supreme Court, and it is Vanna White suing Samsung Electronics over Samsung using Vanna White's image, or so she says in their commercial. We're going to get into what they actually did and what that case was. The other one, I have no doubt everyone listening to this podcast has heard of. It's Lindsay Lohan suing Grand Theft Auto, the makers of Grand Theft Auto Rockstar, over using her image in the game because there was a blonde, idiot, drug-using celebrity and Lindsay Lohan said, hey, that's me. Stop <laughs> using my likeness. But we'll get into both both things uh, right now. And before we do, I think there's one important announcement to make. And that is that how many times, Austin, did we tell Allie to pack her microphone before she went to Florida? I'm sorry. I'm sure. But you know, I, no, the reason that we that we the reason we repeated so many times is because both Ryan and I have, when we travel, often forgotten our podcast microphones. Don't come to her defense. We told her three. Fair, I didn't forget. No, it's not funny. Have... If it's not <laughs> all right, say it, Ali. Say it. I I'm actually very proud of myself because I packed a carry-on for an undetermined amount of time. Yeah, Ali said, Oh, the country's healing, most places are on lockdown. Florida's not, I'm going there. And that's where Ali is right now. So this might be her last episode. That's Have right. Florida is holding I'm sporting in the eye events. Of a storm. Yeah, you're in the middle of a hurricane. You're recording from a phone, basically, and this is this is everybody's living nightmare. But happy to have you and well, wishing if, you the best. Yeah, I mean, if this is the last time you all hear from me, I hope it's a good episode. Yeah. So let's get into it. So the right of publicity, as I said, differs from the right of privacy. That that is, if you leave here with anything, it'll be that knowing that the right of privacy is how some areas control likeness rights. That that's not necessarily a term you would put into your brain right away no now in this case from 1953 the judge distinguished these two the right of publicity is is a lot closer to copyright law than the right of privacy however it, it is frustrating as you look through all of these different cases and all the different uh legislations that that ali and i were reading earlier it it's so different so we're going to focus on new york where the lindsey lohan case was and california where the vanna white case was although Vanna White made it all the way to the Supreme Court and is precedent for the entire nation. Precedent. I mean, her whole career, she walked back and forth across the board and then she made it to the Supreme Court. That's pretty impressive. No she one a household name in the 90s. have ever met likes Vanna White and, and oh. Wheel of Fortune more than you, Allie, and you just insulted her? I, th I mean, I just find it so impressive that she made an entire career walking 10 feet back and forth every single night in front of she my She became seat. like a very well-known person. And, and fact, Brian, Allie can hate her because Allie knows that she can just replace no. her with a robot in a wig. I, she cannot be replaced by a robot in a wig. And in <laughs> fact, I thought she was going to be replaced when they actually made the board digital instead of, remember when she actually had to flip I the do, letter? yeah. <laughs> Nobody would like, watch without her being there. It's like you're missing the peanut butter from the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I don't I think she's that crucial. With you. I uh, tend to agree with you, Austin. She's integral to that show. And she did it by walking five to ten feet, which impresses you, but that's a lot more than you usually walk in the office, Allie. <laughs> it's the charisma. It's the glamour. It's not just walking it's around just, and turning letters. It's how she delicately touches that screen. That's right. <laughs> that's why even with a digital screen, you can just boop and you know it's Vanna White. 
So for those who don't know Vanna White, that description, I hope, helps. She is the random blonde woman who spins letters around on Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> she has no character. She has no personality. I don't think she really talks on the show. She, she just spins the letter. nothing but touches <laughs> the letter. In fact, I went to a live recording of Wheel of Fortune at one point when I, uh, just prior to moving to L.A. When you were that so big of a fan, yes. Oh, I was so excited. And this I had so much fun. But anyway, in fact, I, I had so much fun. I was they moved me behind the family, you know, at the end of the show, they put the family members on so that they yeah. can wave and they show their support. They intentionally put me behind those family members so that you could see <laughs> this, me being this, all excited. This lady is having so much fun. We're gonna make it so that everyone can see her. But anyway, so Vanna, I, I'm not joking you, Vanna just she walks back and forth and then between puzzles, she goes behind the board where she seemingly gets food. And eats. <laughs> Where she and presumably and goes and chows down on. She's allowed nachos. one ice cube and one grape an hour. But that's, I mean, this is this is the ideal situation. Who wouldn't want to be Vanna White? Well, I don't know that anyone under the age of 30 knows who Vanna White is. Because as Austin wrote this outline, he, he wrote, The suit involves household name at the time, Vanna White. <laughs> that's so right. I don't know if Vanna White <laughs> is still a household name. But what I do know is she has... No features, personality, or characteristics other than wearing a nice dress, being an attractive blonde woman, and spinning around letters. And I'm not being insulting. That's actually important to this case. In 1991, Samsung released a commercial of a robot in a pretty dress wearing a blonde wig turning letters around on a Wheel of Fortune-style game show. And Vanna White decided to file a lawsuit as a result. The first issue that the court considered was whether or not what Samsung did here violated Vanna's likeness rights. The second was whether it violated her right of publicity. And the third was whether there was an actual, quote unquote, likelihood of confusion as it relates to trademark law under the Lanham Act. Those are three very different causes of action. So the court dismissed the likeness complaint that Vanna had, right? Because they said that it's a robot in a wig. It's not. The court basically said. You're not a robot. You're a human. They, they, the court had an interesting dilemma here. They said, obviously, this, this robot's trying to be Vanna White, but it's not her likeness because it's a robot. She's a human. So we can't possibly say that this is her likeness. This, this is, <laughs> it's a machine. So they threw out the case. They didn't even hear the, 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 the arguments. They, they dismissed it on summary judgment. And what does that mean, Allie? Summary judgment is when the court looks at something and says, even if what you're saying is true, you still have no claim here, no legal claim. Well, so so this is before if, it even goes to like like the courtroom with the jury and everything. Exactly. This is before it gets to a jury. This is just the judge. And this is them saying, you're saying this robot resembles you. But last I checked, Vanna, you're a human. This is a robot. So out my courtroom. Yeah, and, it's impossible. And Vanna appealed saying... Well, hold on. I understand. <laughs> yeah, no? she, that was her argument. I'm a robot. <laughs> uh, no, but she she came back and she and her and her legal team filed an appeal saying the court made a mistake, and that's something that is obvious to attorneys, but worth clarifying. Because when you appeal a lawsuit, you can't just say I don't like that decision. I want to appeal. When you appeal, you need to you when you appeal, you need to argue that the court made an error in law or an error in fact. And getting to the higher level court, you need to make one of those arguments. So here, Vanna argued that 
the court was misreading section 344 of California law policing the right to publicity. It says any person who knowingly uses another's name, voice, signature, photograph, or likeness in any manner for purposes of advertising or selling without such person's prior consent, which obviously did not exist here, shall be liable for any damages sustained by the person or persons injured as a result thereof. That's what the law says. Now, Vanna's team looked at that law and said that by running a commercial with a robot lookalike, Samsung clearly violated her likeness. Nothing in that statute says that this needs to be a one-for-one copy. It doesn't need to be a human. It needs to be something where I look at it and I see someone else's likeness. And and that's what happened here. Internally in their marketing team, Samsung even referred to it as the Vanna White ad. Which to me makes that open shut. This was, you know, this... Now, yes, there's arguments you can make, parody, et cetera. I'm not going to get into why Family Guy is able to use characters, names, and likenesses, or if the disclaimer at the beginning of South Park is (laughs) good enough legally. The reality is, yes, parody law exists. Yes, satire exists. We're going to do another episode on that. We have it planned. Uh, but, But most of the time, those shows get away with their lawsuits because... No one wants to be in a lawsuit with South Park. You're just not going to win that battle. And even if you do win the, the legal battle, yeah, you don't want to look at what they did to poor chef. <laughs> you just don't want to mess with them. This, the appeal court, the second court here heard it and said, Vanna, amazing arguments, but get out of my courtroom. We also turned you down. We throw away your argument. No, thanks. And then Vanna did what everyone is entitled to in this country as long as you're extremely rich, usually white, and come from prominence with a lot of public support, which is go to the Supreme Court. So Vanna was able to use her connections, power, influence to get to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court barely looked at this. This is seemingly (laughs) one of the shortest decisions they've ever made. And the Supreme Court looked at this and said, yeah, no, that's that's Vanna. That's for sure Vanna White. This preaches her (laughs) likeness. This is against California law. Uh, here's $403,000, Vanna. <laughs> I guess it's worth having friends oh, in high places. Yeah, that they, they decided they were going to give her 400, but they decided the three grand <laughs> yeah, for their fair home. I think this case just came down to the fact that like, okay, she's not a robot, but like, who are you kidding? You're clearly trying to imitate Vanna here. Exactly. Yeah, who looks at this thinks Vanna. It's crazy that it got shot down initially at all. I, I guess it's just because they were re- reading it really literally. Like, it's not a robot, so get out of here. I mean, that's why most people are lawyers, but... Well, it's interesting you say that, though, Austin, because it is it is a court's job to interpret the law. They don't enforce the law. That's the executive branch. They don't make the law. That's the legislative branch. It's the court and judicial branch's job in the American government to interpret the law and say yes or no, this is what it was meant for, this is not. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, lower courts will, out of respect for the system, not try to read things liberally. They, they will look at this <laughs> and say, I need to find a likeness between Vanna White and this robot. I can't. It's a robot. I see a lot of similarities, sure, but I'm worried that's not what the law is. And they, they interpret it thusly, knowing that's going to get appealed and somebody higher than their pay grade is going to be the one to make that decision. Here, the Supreme Court did. So now we have the highest court in the land. There's a supremacy clause. We don't need to teach the Constitution right now, but I promise this is an important one. 
I look, I kind of get where the court was coming from here. As much as I love Vanna White, I think the court has to be careful not to go down a slippery slope. But uh, like, I mean, this is Vanna. Yeah, well, that right. It's it was so egregiously her. And to Austin's point, they were calling it the Vanna White ad internally. They there was no other they knew explanation. What they were doing. Yeah, well, it's not like they were just like, hey. Let's uh let's create a game show for our Samsung TV ad and oh it'll have spinning letters and and make uh, a woman do it but a robot yeah, woman. I this cannot is imagine idea. like the party that was thrown when Vanna's counsel found that in discovery. Oh my god, yeah. There's nothing better than when you find just something <laughs> admitting to the crime you did. But they yeah. still lost. So True. congrats Vanna. Uh <laughs> but to sum up this was so clearly Vanna White that the court said, here's your damages, here's your money. This was under California. It was the, her right to publicity. It was her likeness. And that was all an easy decision, even though it took quite a, quite a while to get there. I think that this case probably also came down to the fact that when courts are looking at the right of publicity, they're really trying to protect you against the commercial exploitation of your likeness. So here, you know, obviously Samsung is making money off of off of Vanna. It's it's pretty indisputable, despite the fact that two courts below the Supreme Court said otherwise. Yeah, they're using your celebrity. So, well, the right of publicity is intended to do exactly that, to protect you against commercial exploitation of your likeness. The difference between that and the right of privacy is the right of privacy is really looking at protecting you against emotional distress from use of your likeness in a way that that you're not happy with who better to have emotional distress than Lindsay lohan (laughs) (laughs) so so we we, have some emotional distress (laughs) thinking about Lindsay lohan (laughs) and and it is important to keep that in mind now Lindsay has sued in various places but the main uh case that we're going to go through is in new york and it's against rockstar who made grand theft auto again the uh again california is right of publicity new york was right of privacy And Lindsay sued under New York Civil Code 50 and 51 that her likeness was used in the video game Grand Theft Auto, and it was an invasion of her privacy. This was one of the highest selling games ever. And she was supposedly on the front cover. Not only that, she was in all of the market. Well, this woman that she's saying was her was in all of the marketing materials on all of the different billboards in New York City because I lived there during this. Uh, it was everywhere. And not once did I look at those billboards or those advertisements, not a single time, and say, huh, that kind of looks like Lindsay Lohan. I can't believe they got Lindsay Lohan for the cover. In fact, everyone I knew said it looked like Kate Upton. And it does still, to me, look like Kate Upton. However, Rockstar is part of their defense, which we'll get into, just showed the model. They said, here's the woman that this is a character (laughs) drawing of. And you can look at it side by side. And they are... It is without a doubt that woman. So congrats to that woman and boo to Lindsay <laughs> Lohan. But, that's, but that wasn't enough because this wasn't just about the cover art. This wasn't just about the advertising. This was about the cocaine addicted, alcoholic, <laughs> absolute fallen from grace lunatic, but ex-celebrity and mega movie star Lacey Jonas. Now, Lacey Jonas is a character in Grand Theft Auto. One of the main side characters is that a thing can you call it that yeah sure it's a primary side character primary side character you go and you often help her she's a a mega mega celebrity there's a lot of jokes about how she is you know you're basically her drug dealer in the game uh you help (laughs) her in some shootouts you help her in some stuff but she's a mess she's an absolute mess of a human and 
it sounds like this is like a caricature of a lot of celebrities mashed together and not intended to be a single celebrity. Rockstar is the developer. Take-Two Interactive is the publisher. They were both sued here. Take-Two Interactive's response was exactly that, Austin. That the character Jonas and Lindsay Lohan are only similar in that they're both young, blonde women and suggested that Lohan was only making this lawsuit because no one cared who she was anymore and she was looking for some publicity. <laughs> I, I mean, that's I not mean... far from truth. She, <laughs> she definitely fell out of the limelight. She was laughed at by everyone and she disappeared. And then we heard about this lawsuit. Uh, the, the reality is probably, uh, but it doesn't matter what this lawsuit was actually about, which is super interesting and actually did set precedent Precedent. is is that is whether or not an avatar in a video game is a portrait. Now, Ali, our most difficult thing we do at our job is we are using laws written in the 1800s or early 1900s for the video game and tech industry today. And that's what's going on here in this lawsuit. The law as it's written says, any person whose name, portrait, picture, or voice is used within this state, being New York, for advertising purposes or for purposes of trade without the written consent may maintain an equitable action, dot, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Name, portrait, picture, voice. Which of those Austin was used here? Well, hopefully none of them, but portrait would be the one that I suppose you would have to liken it to. And it's hard, right? I mean, that's a difficult argument. They're definitely not using her name. It's Lindsay, it, her, her name is Lacey in the game. Definitely not using a picture of her. It's not a one-for-one, one, you know, and it's it's not. That's, that's proven. Right. It, and it's definitely not her voice. She didn't voice act the character, and there's no even voice mimicry going on. Right, but the argument could be that it's a portrait since a portrait is an artistic interpretation of an individual. That's why you can have a portrait that is painted by somebody and looks very much different from the original source material. Austin, like you're not wrong. Honestly, I probably would have said the exact same thing to interpret yes. what a portrait is. But <laughs> I think that the, the issue here is this was like in live motion, this was a moving avatar in a video game. So how can you possibly call that a portrait? And this case was immediately laughed at worldwide. No one, no one sympathized with Lohan. But Uh, it kind of worked because the world was laughing. Hey, any publicity is good publicity, right? You are not wrong. Thus being right. (laughs) Her first panel she went to, five judges in New York said, this case has no merit. There's no, get out. So so they didn't even argue if it was a portrait or not. She went to the appeals court and the appeals court also rejected it saying, this is a generic 20 something woman without any particular identifying physical characteristics. There's nothing about her that is you. (laughs) I'm sorry that you're blonde and famous. Uh, Please get out. I think it's also important to note that this happened unanimously. So which is rare. Exactly the same. Yeah. That so is, what happened next? Can you appeal an appeal? Well, so there, there's three levels of appeals in New York. And when it got to the highest appeal court here, the Court of Appeals in New York, which is the highest court, the Supreme Court in New York is actually the lowest court. Very weird in New that York. still doesn't make any sense to me. Well, New York did that so that the Supreme Court, so the judges with the entry-level jobs could say they work at the Supreme Court. It's fun. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, but that is, that is true. I'm not making a joke about that. The, the, the lowest court in New York is the Supreme Court. The highest court is the Court of Appeals. So when it got to the Court of, the, of Appeals, most importantly, is the appeal judge actually accepted the claim 
said that a computer game character does indeed constitute a portrait, which supports her invasion of privacy claim. So that is precedent setting. That's huge. Video game characters, avatars in a game are a portrait. And that opens the door for a lot of lawsuits over likeness and privacy. However, they decided that in this case, even with that initial decision, that the likeness was not anywhere near strong enough. <laughs> the, Again, the, I'm sorry that you are a blonde celebrity and this lady is a blonde celebrity in a video game, but that is not enough. That's, that's exactly kind of kick to the gut. Like, hey, this actually can exist, <laughs> but nope, not for you. You hey, congratulations, you've helped set law, but yeah. you lose. You've <laughs> literally rewritten our legal system, but hey, you still have no case. This is literally one of those, thank you for bringing me this to my attention, but F off. <laughs> the judge wrote, the artistic renderings are indistinct, satirical representations of the style, look, and persona of a modern beach-going young woman. <laughs> this is not the plaintiff. <laughs> this is not... <laughs> It's just uh, uh, you don't get a lot more clear than that. So, Lindsay, not only did you harm your reputation with this hilarious lawsuit, you also spent what is no doubt millions of dollars and got nothing out of it. So congratulations. You win the you changed the law but got nothing for it award. <laughs> in fact, the United States could help pay you by help it because you helped set precedent in the United States. Now, if I'm going to be fair, all laughter aside, this probably was modeled after Lindsay Lohan. Uh, the, the, or at least a lot of celebrities like her. Lindsay well, Lohan right. had a Lindsay Lohan had an insanely famous breakdown. But but you know, Ali, this is more your specialty. Were other celebrities falling? For, yeah, yeah, and drugs. Celebrity <laughs> breakdowns and drugs is Ali's <laughs> specialty. That's one right now. Yeah, but but really, were other people falling from grace at the same time as Lohan? I know Britney Spears had a breakdown, but I feel like that was a decade earlier. Lohan was the celebrity with the breakdown. Of those few uh, years, this game well, came out. Like Amanda Bynes' generation. Uh, I think Bynes was after. I think in the in the history of breakdowns, it goes Spears, Lohan, Bynes. All jokes aside, Ali, I, I just sent you the picture. Tell me that that image is not Kate Upton. Oh wow! Even the pose. I mean, it's like one for one. Her the eyes, the the body, obviously everything is Kate Upton. I mean, this is like borderline what we're about to talk about with the next lawsuit that involves selena gomez i mean this is like yeah even the part in her hair right everything is the same uh so i i think hands down that kate upton had a better lawsuit than Lindsay lohan but kate upton wasn't as desperate or sad so she and didn't kate upton didn't help make law Kate Upton did not change law forever. There <laughs> you go. Lost, she lost out. But just so everyone is aware, it's actually Shelby Wellander. Shelby Wellander is the model that was used for the shoot. There is countless proof and evidence online of that. You can go find the picture of Shelby. The one picture in particular, though, I have a very difficult time believing is not Kate Upton. Anyway. I can see. They, so they used, they used Kate Upton's pose, but Shelby's face. Well, I disagree strongly with that. Which Final is ruling. Said. Okay. Kate's hair, Kate's back arch. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> yeah, this completely reminds me of one that was actually just filed recently, which we haven't talked about yet, but it's a lawsuit by Selena Gomez against a Chinese uh, game publisher and a UK game developer over a game called Close Forever Styling Game. Close and Forever Styling Game is maybe one of the best mobile games apps games ever. <laughs> Could we not uh, have more words added onto that? Now, I hold mean, on, Ali, before you continue, 
for 10,000 points, and I'll, I'll end the board, who is Selena Gomez, Austin? I think she was in an episode of South Park. Oh, my. <laughs> I actually don't think that's right. And no, but great. All right. For our listeners who live in Austin lifestyle, Selena Gomez <laughs> is a very, very, very popular, famous, and successful singer, arguably top five of the current generation. Famously dated Justin Bieber, no longer does. Although, are they back, Ali? I can't keep up. They're very much not back. No. I know. What are three of her most famous songs that I may have had, that I may have heard? I don't think you've you would have heard any of them. Well, then she must not be that popular. (laughs) (laughs) That's the metric. Judge, if if Austin doesn't know you, go home, honey. So, Ali, uh, obviously, you were sitting there, you're bored, you you said, I, I need an app, you downloaded Close Forever Styling Game, your favorite your favorite mobile app of this, this year. Tell us about the game. This game actually not only includes the likeness of Selena Gomez, and I say that, like, inarguably, because this is absolutely ridiculous. You go from something like the Lindsay Lohan case, where it's arguably some generic blonde, of which there are many to the Vanna White case, where it's clearly trying to resemble Vanna, the one human on planet Earth who's ever walked across the stage flipping letters around. <laughs> Except it's a robot. <laughs> Whatever, Austin, it's Vanna. To, <laughs> to this one, that is a flat-out... This is a flat-out ripoff of a photo of Selena Gomez on the cover of Flair magazine. This is actually <laughs> just like they took it and made a a mirrored copy of it and put it that's right everyone knows flair magazine fall to winter wonder pieces i feel confident i feel empowered i feel in control selena gomez that's right so when i was learning to draw when i was a kid because drawing remains one of my hobbies i would take magazine covers and things like that and i would draw them uh, yeah, it, it, I would not trace. You look at it oh. and you draw. I mean, that's how you get better, for real. And 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 at first, when I saw this, I thought that's what this was. I actually <laughs> think this is straight up. They took the picture and just put on one of those filters that you can get on a ninety-nine cent <laughs> cartoon filters. Absolutely, it, it has no, nothing changed. It has her bracelet. It has her ring. If you Google Selena Gomez lawsuit, if you're listening, especially if you're driving, don't pull over. Do it. Drive faster and Google at the same time. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's, but seriously, it's go, you know, look up this picture and you'll see it's it's more egregious than even the Kate Upton GTA picture. I just picture. thought of the best sport that will replace NASCAR when it comes out, when we can do sports again. Uh, fast, and it fast, is, fast thing. It is, well, it's droogling. And no, it is how much information can you look up while driving a car incredibly quickly? It's basically NASCAR, but we put an iPad in there for them. I love it. Don't advise you to do this while driving. Coward, I do. <laughs> but this is, I mean, no joke. This is one of the laziest attempts, if you can even call it an attempt, I've ever seen. To be fair, this is what Chinese game publishing is in a lot of ways. They take an app or a game, they barely reskin it, they change the name and sell it, and they know that it's really hard for North Americans to enforce their rights over there, and we see it all the time. What you don't see all the time is someone like Selena Gomez actually put a $10 million lawsuit forward. Yeah, take that, ripoff artists. That's right. This lawsuit, so this lawsuit claims that the creators never requested, consulted, or informed Selena about any use of her publicity rights in connection with the game whatsoever. And it goes on to not only say that, but to actually shit talk them and say even if they had asked her, she would have said no. 
right. because your game is crap. It's like the scene in Swingers where Vince Vaughn gets kicked out of the diner and he's like, I would never eat here. And he starts kicking the stuff off the table that he ordered. <laughs> she says, she, she even pointed out that the game only has 3.5 out of 5 stars by reviewers in the App Store, which is clearly unacceptable for games <laughs> her likeness. Honestly, Everyone knows so that's how that works, though, because you definitely associate your likeness with things after they've been created <laughs> and reviewed. That's exactly. I think there's a little uh, wishful thinking here. But listen, what's interesting is what's interesting to me here is there's a non-zero chance. There's actually a high chance that the people who put out this game and made the final decisions and the ones getting sued didn't even know Selena Gomez was the face of the app. Uh, How many times, Ali, have we seen a developer we work with hire an artist and that artist just grabs an asset offline, changes a little thing about it and sends it forward? Uh, that's why you need contractor agreements and indemnification clauses and a lot of other reps and warranties. And nah, it's signing. fair use. It's not fair use. Stop it. <laughs> but Selena has a slam dunk case here, save for the fact of the company is based in China and it's hard to enforce those things. However, there's a UK based developer, Mutant Box Interactive Limited, that Same. is also getting sued. So. Oh. I actually think she's going to see quite the payday here. What what do you think, Allie? Yeah, I mean, I think for sure she'll get a judgment. I hope she gets some money out of it. I know a lot of people are complaining that Selena's asking for money during a really difficult time. But, you know, you can't control when people steal your likeness. Yeah, they didn't even, they didn't change anything other than flipped it 108 degrees. It's a mirror. It's just a mirror image and a cartoon filter. It's fantastic. it's, It's legitimately the laziest thing I've ever seen. But... You know, <laughs> you, you, you see it. So with that in mind, I want you to find the perfect outfit brought to you by Flair Magazine. Austin, can you sing everybody a song while they're lonely in quarantine? Sometimes you're not feeling great, but that just means that you need to put on a brand new outfit brought to you by Flair Magazine and Selena Gomez. That wasn't a song. That's or not a song. Not a song by any. Sometimes you're sad. Sometimes you're feeling gloomy. Just put on a brilliant new dress. It's made of red rubies, so fine. You blind yourself, and now you're in your apartment, and you can't see. You trip <laughs> over your dog, and your dog licks your face, and then your hamster eats your new dress. Your Selena Gomez. <laughs> All right. On that note, love you all. Goodbye, Craig. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>